Hello everyone, before we get started, how about I tell you about some upcoming shows, huh? Huh? Okay. Uh, this week I am in Port Charlotte, Florida at the Visani Comedy Theater, Wednesday through Saturday. Numerous shows, numerous times, socially distanced, make sure you go check that out. And then the first week of April I am in Cleveland, Cleveland, Ohio at Hilarity's Comedy Club, April 1st through the 4th, one show each night, 7 p.m. That's always what I wanted. I just want to do one show and be back at the hotel before 10, watching Netflix with a little snack, uh, and that's it. Um, other than that, I'm going to read some five-star reviews. That's what I'm going to do. That is the part that I usually do. I got a text right there, I'll be honest with you. And I read the text, and I can't multitask. Anyone that knows me knows that I can't multitask to save my life. You could put a gun to my mother's head, and I won't be able to do two things at once. I'll be either focusing on the gun or my mother's face. Wow, they got dark. Uh, I got some new five-star reviews. I think that's what happens when, uh, when you start crying about, hey, there's no new five-star reviews. Well, I have three here. This one was left last Thursday by Eric Garcia Music. Hilarious. Five stars. Love your stuff, Zoltan. Hope to see you in Indianapolis again sometime soon. Uh, I hope to be in Indianapolis again soon as well. Uh, also Wednesday, Harmonies. Uh, five stars. Keep it up. Thanks for making me laugh out loud. Humor is great medicine, and I enjoy taking what you prescribe. Cheers. Wow, I like that. That sounded like a lyric. Uh, much appreciated. Uh, also Wednesday, I think a bunch of people listened to the last episode, and they're like, I'm leaving a five-star review, and that's exactly what I wanted. Love this guy. Zoltan is freaking hilarious. Got to see him in Pittsburgh back in 2019. I remember that show at the Unnamed Theater. I believe is where we did it. It was wonderful. Um, can't wait to see him again or come back. I, I definitely want to come back to Pittsburgh or down to West Virginia. Yeah, either one. I'd rather do Pittsburgh just because, you know, I used to live there. But thank you for the nice review. Thanks for making me laugh all the time. Much appreciated. And this one's more of a question. Uh, Shanex, um, um, when are you coming to New York? <laughs> um, when you guys open up again. That's when I'll be coming. Hopefully in the fall, when things are nice, I can come out to the city and spend a couple weeks and set up a show and then, you know, live like a city slicker. I had such a fun time doing that. October of 19 seems like a lifetime ago. Can't wait to get back there. Uh, thank you for all the five-star reviews. If you leave a five-star review and a comment, I'll read it in the opening buffer. Other than that, go subscribe to my YouTube page. That is uh, the best way to support me, as well as signing up for my mailing list on ZoltanComedy.com. Those are the cats going insane. And uh, I think that's about it. Let's, uh, why don't we start this thing, huh? Let's talk about the Grammys bombing at a bar show because some dude I went to high school with came and ruined it. Um, what else do I have written down? Daylight savings time. Those are the three things I have. Let's see. Uh, let's see what happens, huh? Huh? We're doing it. Hit the music. This week in Zoltan. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Welcome to this week in Zoltan. I'm coming at you on this uh, beautifully rainy day in San Diego, California. It's that time of year here in San Diego where it just—I uh, guess it just rains. It did this last year. We had a great 20-year run of a drought where 
Really, Miso? We're starting the damn show. Get out. I'm not taking any of this out. Uh, that right there was Miso. Uh, <laughs> there's my girlfriend, Emma's cat. And I don't know what it is with cats in the rain, but they just get all the energy that they ever could have. They're not even outdoor cats. It's not even like they're missing anything by having being stuck inside. They're not allowed outside. They've never been outside. They don't know what that life's about. You know, these are indoor private school cats. That's what they are. And once it starts raining, they're just like, we have all the energy. Meanwhile, the adults in the household have a, uh, should we just read today energy? That's what the rain does to us. But what I was saying is like, in San Diego, we had a great like 20 year run up until three or four years ago of a drought. It was a magical drought. There wasn't rain. And yeah, there was a water shortage. But you know what there wasn't a shortage of? Sunshine. Just sunshine. Just a great time all the time. It made the rent that we paid make sense, you know? And uh, now, I guess, just like last year, March, April, May, it's just going to rain. It's just going to rain. Maybe it's just March. But even that's too much. There shouldn't be a month of rain in California. But we need the water, do we? Do we? I've said this on stage many times. I, uh, I miss the drought and Costco, aisle four. So much water in bottles wrapped in plastic that never biodegrades isn't that great it's there forever <laughs> it's there for us anyway um so yeah that's the vibe coming coming at you i'm flying tomorrow and i'm not even looking forward to it i'm looking forward to doing my shows in florida but i don't i don't think i had an issue with flying back when i did it every week when I did it every week, I just kind of got used to the airport. I mean, it would make me sad, but I wouldn't get sad the day before, you know? Now I'm sad a day before, two days before I even have to fly because I do it so rarely, and I just don't want to. I don't want to do it. I got to fly all the way to Atlanta and then take another plane to Sarasota and then get picked up and driven to Port Charlotte. That sounds like a horrible day. It sounds like a lot of not being comfortable that's what it sounds like a lot of like ah, my lower back hurts and i gotta remember to bring my neck pillow because there's no upgrades on this flight i already checked delta there's no first class for the z-man on this flight and that hurts my heart because that's where i belong you know so many comics have talked about it but once you get popped up in first class you can't go backwards who can live backwards that's what they make shows out of that like Shit's creek those people were living like one percenters and they got to live in a roadside motel. No one wants that. No one's ready to put up with that. Um, but anyway, that's what's going on with me. I like that I'm complaining about being able to do comedy again after spending the last 12 months complaining that I can't do comedy. I guess the moral of the story is that when it comes to me, I will always be grumpy about something. But I'll say it with a smile and a positive spin. But... I'm complaining, you know? That's how I do it. I had a, uh, I actually got to do a show in San Diego. I did a bar show on Friday night. And I'll be honest with you, I, I, it, at the end of it, I was like, I could use six more months of lockdown. That's how I felt after the bar show. 
Uh, earlier that day, I got a message from a dude I went to high school with. And he's like, hey, man, I'm coming to your show. And I'm like, cool, man. See you there. I show up. He's hammered. And he's like, he's, it looks like he's been, ha- he, it looked like he was two hours ahead of everybody else. Like daylight savings came to him early. And he's like, I better start drinking now. Because if not, I'll be at the level of everyone at the room. And I got to be above that. So I show up. He's plastered. First thing he does, he just comes in for a hug. Which, I mean, even if it wasn't COVID, don't hug me. Come on, man. What are we doing? You going to hug me? But it's full COVID. He just brings me in. Bear hug. And then he brings Emma in. Hugs her. And I'm like, Jesus. Can we take a step back here? And he just goes right into it, man. Just slurring. He goes, you and I, we've been through a lot. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, right now is the most we've ever spoken. I'm not saying I I didn't like him in high school. He was was a good guy, from what I remember. We played football together, but there's like 100 people on the team. You know? Say something in passing. How do you do? Honestly, the most I ever spoke to this guy was on Friday. And he starts talking, and then he goes, hey, man, I want to go on stage and say a couple things. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I want to go up and and, uh, just do like a minute, a minute of jokes. And I'm like, I don't think you can. He goes, no, 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 I know the owner. and uh, But the guy who booked the show was this dude, Alan. He goes, he won't let me go up. And I'm like, that's probably for the best. And then he managed to get on stage. Because he paid the host $60 for a minute of his time. And I can't even be mad at that person for giving up their time. Because I remember, 60 bucks is 60 bucks. He could have given me 60 bucks. I would have given him five minutes. But the offer never came. Uh, (laughs) But he, uh, he was just around all the time. He was like right here. Like COVID, pandemic... That's on top of that. What made it worse is like, even if there was no pandemic and the world was normal, you are right here. Like, I turn and I couldn't turn my face fully because I would have headbutted him in the face. That's how close he was. He was just right there, right there, right there. Hey, I took a breath. You're right there. Oh, you said God bless you before I even sneezed. You beat me by a millisecond before the phlegm even shot out of my face. That's how close you are right now. He goes on stage it goes as poorly as you'd imagine. First time doing comedy, hammered, uh, goes up, does, I think he did well over a minute. He told some street joke about an omelet and a biscuit or something. And it was this long rambly thing that didn't end. Uh, I think it might have been racist. I couldn't tell. And then he fell off the stage. That also happened. In the middle of his long rambling story, he took a step back, and it was just a small square stage, fell off of that, caught himself on the wall, bounced back, continued to bomb and not finish his story, and at the very end, stick around for my good friend Zoltan, and then he left, and I was just in the back, and I turned to Emma, and I'm like, can we leave? We should leave. We don't have to do this. But like a fool, we stuck around. (laughs) And so did he. He stuck around too and just sat and heckled every comedian. Everyone that went up, including me. And I could have really gone without that. 
I don't know, man. He was going through a thing, I think. I hope. I hope this isn't him normal. I think he was going through something. He just kept coming back to me in the back and talking about his divorce. He's like, yeah, man, you and me, we've been through it, you know? Both had our ups and our downs. I'm like, what? We, what? And he's like, well, going through divorces? And I'm like, I feel like you're taking yours super hard. And like, like, and you're not dealing with, I wish I could have said that to him. I think I said it on stage, but I'm like, dude, I went through a divorce too. And yeah, man, I was super sad, really sad. But I didn't go to like a Metallica concert and ask to play a song, you know? I'm not saying I'm Metallica, but I wouldn't go to like a coffee shop, open mic, poetry slam and, 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 and read a haiku that I wrote. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Do what I did. I, that's what I told him. Like, do what I did. Stay inside. Read some Bukowski. That's that helped me. You know, sit in the pain. Get to know it, and then move on. And then I ended up doing like in the middle of my set, while it's going as poorly as it would be, considering that it's at a bar show where a guy's been heckling every comic the entire night. Uh, I just had a big chant for love. It's all about love. We're all just looking for love. You're going to find it, buddy. I tried to give him like a Dr. Phil pep talk from the stage. And then, of course, after the show, he's still around. And he actually said something funny that if he would have said that on stage, I think it would have done well. He goes, you know, he's talking about his divorce, obviously. And he's like, yeah, I got a lawyer. I'm just trying to get the diamond ring back. That's all I'm trying to get back. And, but my lawyer's like, I don't think that's going to happen. And then he's like, well, what the hell am I supposed to do? What do I, I, I'm just, I'm over here with nothing. What am I supposed to do with all these mugs? That's what he said. It was so perfect and honest and beautiful and hilarious. If he would have said that on stage, it would have gotten a great laugh. But I just imagine this man living in an apartment by himself, just surrounded by all the mugs that one gets when you get into a relationship and all he wants is the diamond ring back but he's over there going what the hell am I supposed to do with all these mugs and I almost told him I'm like you should have said that on stage but I don't want to encourage him to ever try that again and then uh, the next day he sent me a message on Facebook that I'm, I'm just going to ignore that we're not going to let's just not bring that up ever again I don't need to respond do I we're adults we're adults. We're 30. Yeah, he's older than me. So he's probably going on 35. I'm turning 34 this year. I don't, we don't need to do this. It's not my responsibility. And I don't, I don't want to, you know? Just talking about his divorce and then high school football. He's talking about high school football like he was Uncle Rico, you know, from Napoleon Dynamite. He's like, dude, if coach would have put me in, we would have won state. And I'm like, what are we, what? Coach Neal was always up my ass. I was at the wrong angle. Should have been playing JV, but he needed me at varsity because he just needed me. I'm like, what are we? Are we talking about high school football? We never played beyond the high school level. I never played at the varsity level. So what are we, what are we really doing this? What is happening? And also, why did I agree to do this show? The guy who ran the show, the guy who ran the bar, super nice. Uh, the food was really good. This is why I'm not giving out the name of the dude from high school because there's no reason to i'm not giving out the name of the venue because the venue they're doing their best the food was delicious the drinks were great service is wonderful um they just don't know how to run a comedy show yet they will this is their second one 
Give him some time. You know, you gotta police the room. Oh, is that guy talking during every comic? I'm sorry, sir, you're gonna have to leave. It's just not gonna work. It's just not gonna work. Why? Because that's not a band up there. With, with, like, instruments that are louder than your voice. I mean, you would think that someone speaking into an amplified instrument with speakers around the room would be able to drown you out. But you are so disruptive that anytime the person on the mic takes a breath, you are there chiming in with sentence fragments and non sequiturs that mean nothing to nobody, including yourself. We need to get you out of here. We can call you an Uber. <laughs> Better yet, a cab. Like, for how drunk you are, we don't need to put this on an Uber driver. We need a city-certified yellow cab that is already ready for you to do to the destruction that you're going to do in the back. You know? Smooth services, not too many crevices. We'll be able to power wash out anything that happens to spew out of your face. And we'll get you home safe. That's what we needed. That's not what we got. Um... I don't know. The last few days has felt like a haze. And it's because of daylight savings time. You damn farmers. What is it with daylight savings time in the spring? The, the, the not fun one. Where you lose an hour of sleep. You never hear about it. You just find out about it. The other one. The other daylight savings time in the fall. Everyone for an entire week is warning you. Hey, Sunday, extra hour of sleep, extra hour of sleep. Have a great time Saturday night. You're going to get an extra hour of sleep. I get like a full seven-day heads up that it's daylight savings time for the one in like October or whenever. But then the, the one in the spring, which is actually going to mess up your schedule, no one tells you. You just find out on Sunday when you wake up in the afternoon. That's how you find out. You wake up and you're like, I'm sorry. Did I, did, am I hungover? Why is it the afternoon? And then you Google it and you're like, is daylight savings time? And then we, we, you just look at someone near you. You just look at your significant other and you go, why, 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 why? Why does it exist? And why isn't anyone telling us? Can we get farmers together and ask them if they even need this anymore? This is, like, this is one of the rare things that I actually agree with Arizona on. Forget daylight savings time. <laughs> that is the one thing Arizona definitely got spot on. You know? They're like, we're not doing daylight savings time. It is the same time here all the time. Live your lives according to no change. And I'm like, okay, I'm with that. Can we adopt that here and the rest of the world? Or better yet, get a heads up out there. Let Get as excited about losing an hour of sleep as you get in the fall when we gain an hour of sleep, because then I'll at least know about it going in. But I don't. I just find out because I woke up at 1 in the afternoon, going, what happened? Where did the day go? It's the day of rest. I get it, but it's uh, we're, almost, we're creeping into tomorrow. These are some real ranty things. <laughs> it's a rainy day. I don't know what. I don't know what you want. I, uh, I also watched the Grammys. Uh, I sat down and watched the Grammys. I watched uh, Trevor Noah host that thing, which uh, my hat's off to Trevor Noah for hosting that. There's like no audience. There's the, I think they only invited the people that were nominated. And it was a very small, you know, it was a, it was a rooftop thing, but everyone had their own table. So he's just like trying to be funny in front of like Beyonce and Jay-Z and Post Malone and everybody. Everyone looked magnificent, by the way. Uh, everyone had a very futuristic look too. 
Like, Beyonce was dressed like the emperor of the world from 50 years from now. Like, that's who I'd imagine. Like, every time she received an award, it looked like she was about to ring the gong to start, like, the Hunger Games. She just had a very empress look to her. And, uh, everybody. Post Malone was dressed like The Undertaker for some reason during his performance. He killed it, but he was dressed like he was there as the grim reaper of death to let us know that if the pandemic hasn't gotten us, he was there to finish us off. Uh, Taylor Swift obviously made her own clothes. She, that was her pandemic activity. She's like, I'm going to make all my attire for the upcoming Grammys. And, uh, Cardi B and Megan the Stallion. I didn't know who Megan the Stallion was. And I know now, I knew who Cardi B was. And now I know who also Megan the Stallion was. That performance... Well, I'm still wobbling. I'm still going like glittery. If I had to title that performance, I would put glittery butts. That's what I remember from that performance. A lot of shiny, glittery, glistening butt cheeks doing things that I'm at home looking at my butt going, I can't do that. How do you do? How do you how do you do it? How's that done? It's magic. Hypnotizing. I remember in the middle of that performance, they did that thing where they lock legs and flipped each other it was like a pro wrestling pin reversal i think i saw ricky the dragon steamboat beat rick flair with that back in 88 just flipped her with her legs and i just remember watching that and my girlfriend was next to me and i was like she i caught her like looking at me looking at that and i'm looking at her and i just remember going it's art this is art art is happening and (laughs) i think We just have to enjoy it. I think that's what we have to do. Art is happening in front of us. That's why art is so... It's such a broad statement, you know? Carrot Top, what he does on stage is considered... One could classify him as an artist. Uh, Pablo Picasso, artist. Um, Maya Angelou, artist. And then Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion... With their glittered butt cheeks doing the Ric Flair, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat reversal for the pin during uh, a performance of WAP. Art? I'm not arguing that. I'm putting the statement down that that's art. There's no argument with that. Big fan. Um, But also, hats off to Trevor Noah. I I can't imagine hosting that. Next to no audience... And on top of that, even if there was an audience, the, like hosting an award show sounds like the worst gig. Even if it was normal, no pandemic, you do it at the Nokia Theater in front of like a thousand people. Everyone in the front is all the celebrities and their dates and all that. And then up in the balcony is like, I guess, fans. I don't know who else gets into those. I don't know if you can buy tickets to the Grammys. Maybe it's all just agents and managers and their dates and their assistants. Who knows? But... It just looks like a hell gig every time. Every time there's a host, they always, they usually try to pick someone funny. And most of the time, whoever hosts, whether it's the Academy Awards <clears throat> or the <clears throat> excuse me, whether it's the Academy Awards or the uh, or the or the Grammys, whoever ends up hosting it, they just end up trashing them on Twitter for not being funny. It's like, dude, it's a hell gig. This isn't a comedy club. With normal citizens who paid two drinks and some tickets to have laughs. 
these are people where half the audience is hoping they win and they're worried about like getting on camera and like making making sure they have the right expression during the right speech so that's not construed in some other way and then the rest are i guess agents and managers and if you don't know those are soulless people they're just making sure that they get 10% of that trophy you know they're watching their client accept a speech and then they're like the, the arm of that trophy's mine Give me a piece of the horn part, or at least the crank on the Grammy. That part's that part of the trophy is mine. That's like ten percent of that trophy. Uh, it's just a hell gig. I don't know why anyone would do it. I don't know why anyone would want to do it. I think the only person that ever did good at it was Ellen DeGeneres. And I was at the Academy Awards, the Golden. Glo- I forget what it was, but she did a really good job with it because Ellen's just likable. Uh, this is before everyone found out that she treats her staff like like slaves or something i don't know she treats them really bad i didn't read the article i read the headline like most of us um but yeah she ordered a pizza it was fun she did her best trevor noah did her did his best he smiled the entire time and he was funny there wasn't an audience to register the laughs and respond to it so we at home just were watching a guy bomb on a rooftop in front of a bunch of mass celebrities i thought i was watching an episode of the the mass singer that's what I thought it was. But thankfully, every time someone went up to perform, they got to take their mask off. And be like, tell us how it is. Uh, I don't know. I enjoyed the Grammys. Overall, award shows are weird. Because it's... Uh, it's trophies for adults. And it's, it's odd. It's very odd. It's an odd practice. Because these are, yes, artists, of course. Um... But the only two types of artists that really accept awards are actors and singers. It's musicians and actors. For some reason, they don't see, they don't have that peace in them. I think that peace is like, I guess, being humble. Like, they don't see anything wrong with going on stage and getting a big thing and going, I deserve this because I'm an artist. But this is for all of you. You should have won. But they picked me. And then they shake it. Like, you don't see any other... No one else does that. Like, there's that, there's never an award show for comedians. Because we would just trash on it the entire time. We're like, that's stupid. What award? Why do I need an award? My whole job is to go on stage and trash everything. And you're going to give me a trophy? By the way, that's a trophy up there. But that's a competition. That's different. That's like Tom Brady's Super Bowl up there. Except way less important. Award shows are weird, but artists such as actors, actresses, singers, bands, they're uh, emotionally sensitive people. That's why we enjoy their music, and they need trophies as a constant, you know, pat on the back. You know, like how you give a gold star to a child, you know, a teacher will do that to make them feel good and be like, keep up the good work. You got to do that with artists because they're about as emotionally developed. They're on that same level. Argue with me on that. Tell me they're not. I think they are. I throw my name in that hat that they're about on that level. Um, I think that was it. I don't know if I had anything else to tell you guys. Uh, other than that, you know, keep living your lives. Come out and see a live show. If you're in Florida, I'm in Port Charlotte this week. If you're in Cleveland, I'm at Hilarities April 1st through the 4th. Um, 
I have some random shows coming up in San Diego. So follow me on all the social medias. It's all at Zoltan Comedy. Uh, subscribe on my YouTube page, channel, whatever it's called. And then if you want to support monetarily, you can join the page. You hit the join button and you can decide how much money you throw at me every month. It's kind of like Patreon. Uh, and other than that, I think that's it. Keep your chin up. If you're in San Diego, stay dry. If you're somewhere else in the world, uh, do good, you know? Live your life and try to smile as much as you can before you get stuck with the vaccine, which hopefully I'll be getting soon. Fingers crossed. Ciao, everybody.